EO Fire 1241. The best form of marketing is creating a great product. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. EOFire.com is your go-to resource for everything you need to rock your entrepreneurial journey. Ignite. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sean Stevenson. Sean, are you prepared to ignite? I'm beyond ready, John. Let's do it. Sean is a best-selling author and creator of The Model Health Show, featured as the number one health podcast in the country on iTunes. Sean's been featured in Entrepreneur, Men's Health, ESPN, Fox News, and many other media outlets. He's also a frequent keynote speaker for numerous organizations, universities, and conferences. To learn more about Sean, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Sean, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse in your personal life. Awesome. Well, John, first of all, thank you so much for being who you are and creating this amazing show. Just keep delivering great stuff, man. Um, So as mentioned, I'm a best-selling author. Very honored to say that. I'm a nutritionist by trade. And so that's what I went to school to be, you know, when I grew up. And um, I also studied business and I started my own company while still in school and actually was um, working with a lot of my professors and uh, fellow students before I even graduated. So I was doing really well right out of the gates. Um, But that evolved over time into speaking, into uh, writing books, obviously, and uh, into my show. And my show is just like a super labor of love, like I know you know intimately, but it's like a great joy in my life to be able to take what I've taught so many people clinically and package it up and then put it together into my shows. And uh, John, as you know, our show is really about being the definitive guide on whatever that subject matter is. So if we're talking about weight loss, if we're talking about reversing type two diabetes, if we're talking about reversing uh, depression naturally, if we're talking about uh, body image issues, we're making sure that when you click play, you're going to walk away feeling like you know more than 99.999% of the people out there you, you feel hope and also you've actually locked in a very, very solid and sound education and you had fun along the way. One way that I actually use to describe your podcast episodes to my friends who just need help with health, with fitness, with sleep, as I say, Sean Stevenson conducts a master class on any given topic. Like you can just look through his title feed, Fire Nation. What do you need to work on? I mean, I'll tell you, number one, like we all need to work on every one of those things, but like those really, (laughs) those big things, like what's that thing that could really be that domino to help you out? And that's gonna be a masterclass, you know, hydration, sleep, intermittent fasting, you know, the list goes on. And that's why I love your podcast because every episode and every show is like that standalone masterclass. Now, this is a little off topic, Sean, but you know, we're friends. I mean, you know, you've been a personal mentor to me. You've flown out to my home in San Diego. We've hung out for the weekend. You've stayed in my guest bedroom. I mean, we've really, you know, connected on a friendship level and I love that. And, you know, one thing when I bring you on, you know, I will say this, like this really just big disparity. You know, here I am like this little like kind of pipsqueak dog that's just like full of energy jumping around. And then I hand the mic over to you and you're just like this suave, you know, just speaker who just is bringing the heat. And, and do you remember that cartoon, 
back in the day where it was like that big bulldog was going down the street and that little dog's like <laughs> jumping over and being like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And he's just like, just follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one, man. That popped in my head before you even said Come it. Come on, really? Oh, man. Yes, yes. Uh, man. It was, I think it was in the Bugs Bunny genre. You know how Bugs Bunny would have special guests. That was it. Know, cartoons every now and then. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. I think his name was Butch. Butch. Okay, now we're really going down that road. <laughs> and amazing Fire Nation. I'll probably have an image on the show notes page. But what we are here specifically to talk about today, Fire Nation, because this is not Sean's first episode on EO Fire. He's back because something amazing has happened in his world. And we're going to talk about some things that are really going to help you as entrepreneurs in this field. But what's really exciting that I want to just mention right at the top, I'm going to talk about it throughout, is Sean's official launch of Sleep Smarter. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make a mental note of this, even press pause if you want to, but you're going to want to go to sleepsmarterbook.com and see what's going on there for the launch of Sean's book, Sleep Smarter, which I'm holding in my hands. It is beautiful. Um, it's, I, I'm actually holding the soft cover, but the hard cover is coming out in a couple of weeks, which is going to be that next level as well. So Sean, what you did with this book is that you took a self-published book. So here you were, you said, I know my stuff on sleep. You did your own research. You conducted master classes. The book absolutely crushed as a self-published book. And now you've turned it into a mega book deal with a major publisher. This is a dream come true for entrepreneurs. You know, we can just sit down now and write a book on a topic that we love, that we know, and put it out there into the world. And it does great on its own, as yours did. But then be approached by a mega book deal with a major publisher. Talk to us about this. Oh, my goodness, man. You said it. It is a dream come true, for sure. And, you know, this really... The process is interesting in and of itself because I know that probably everybody listening likely feels like you have a book in you, you know, like you have information, you have value to share and probably in the form of a book. If not everybody, the majority of people listening. And I just want to say that it's abs- it's beyond possible. It's probable. And I, today I really want to get across the, the position that you're in and how powerful that is with publishers if you want to go that route. But it really starts with you understanding how, how to create value in the form of a book. And for me, I took something that was lacking in the market. And that's always a good place to start, you know, because I could have wrote, wrote a book on hormone function. I could have wrote a book on uh, just specifically weight loss or thyroid function. But in my clinic, I was seeing people keep coming in who were doing a lot right with their diet, who were exercising a lot of times too much, but they weren't getting the same results that other people were getting. And after deeper introspection and, and kind of asking deeper questions, I would find out they tend to keep, keep having issues with sleep. And once we would fix their sleep, it's like the floodgates would open and they'd start getting all the results that everybody else was getting. So with that kind of fueling this assumption, I tested it with my show. And this was probably 50 episodes into my show. And I looked at the downloads and I saw clearly like the episodes I did on sleep were my top 10 most download. And I was like, people want to know about this stuff. So I took a valid idea, you know, and I tested it in different places. And then I put together the book to surround that. So that's important first, like make sure people want to read it. And, and, you know, our mutual friend, Pat Flynn is a great resource to look to for that. You know, will it fly? Just kind of making sure that the idea is on point. Now comes the mechanics of actually writing the book. So when it comes to actually writing the book, Sean, this is where you need to say, okay, hey, 
I've proven the validation process. I mean, I know that this is something that I can add value in, that I have knowledge, that I have tools, resources to share. Now let's actually sit down, you know, put pen to paper or put finger to keyboard, whatever that might be, and take that next step. Like, what does that look like? A big advantage that people who are in the blogosphere have is being able to communicate stuff in succinct points, you know? And so that's how I would structure out the book is like, you know, the top 15, 20, 10 things, whatever the number might be, because we like numbers, you know, in marketing. And so my book is Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies for Sleeping Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. So finding that kind of bullet idea and then just fleshing those ideas out. And with that said, so once you kind of get the structure of the book done and you write the book and, and that's a process of just learning and just basically putting butt to chair or I recommend a standing desk, yes. you know, to do your writing. I'm on my anti-gravity mat right now. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Was that a gift for me? Yes. Ah, love it. Love it. So, you know, after that experience of just putting the book together, now here's where the real work starts. You know, for me, because I'm a writer, I love the process of writing the book. For other people, it might be a, a little bit more of a challenge, but you can get that part done. And then maybe the fun stuff is the marketing. So here's what's important, guys, in selling a lot of books. So just within about a year, we sold over 10,000 copies of Sleep Smarter, self-published. And this was, and it wasn't like I was hustling, running all over the place, trying to sell books. I was just giving value, you know, doing interviews on great podcasts, um, making sure that it's included in my autoresponder, which I'm going to give you guys some points in a minute. So here's the thing. Once you get the book written, now you need to bring on people as if it's already a major published book by a major publisher. So we hired professional editors who've worked on New York Times bestselling books. And trust me, they don't cost that much if it's a per project basis. And I know that dozens of times people have talked about sources like Elance and Odesk and just getting out there, connecting, like putting up a job and hiring people who are great at what they do. The designers, we hired top designers who've worked on major books before to do the cover. And a great resource for that, you know, even if you're not going for the top designers is 99designs, you know, obviously is a great resource where you can get feedback on um, and get to see and get to choose from tons of different ideas for your book cover. Um, so you do that in structuring the book and putting together, put together a professional book, not some just weird like pamphlet, you know, that it, it's not beautiful and it's not engaging because here's the thing, selling online, it's about the appearance first. The first judgment is going to come when people see that book cover, right? So make sure that you get everything professionally done and you don't want people emailing you for a year after pointing out errors in your book, right? So we did everything professional from start to finish. And then we launched on Amazon. And so here's a little strategy for that when you launch your book. This is going to sound crazy, but there's a program on there on Kindle. And so we went to number one on Kindle within the first day, all right? Number one on, in the first day. And how we did that was we gave the book away first. And it wasn't to my audience. We didn't give it to my email list, but uh, my team went on to different forums where they share books, like book sharing forums. And they gave the book away to about 300 people. Maybe it was, I think it was closer to 500 actually. And we just asked that, hey, this is a great book on sleep. We just asked that you leave a review over on Amazon for us. And so from that, we got like 40 reviews on Amazon 
for a free book. And then what, and we did that for about, and Amazon gives you five days that you can give your book away for free. And so after that, so we did three days and then we shifted to switch the flip. I'm sorry, switch the, the flip up and made it a paid book. And now it already had all this weight on Amazon, all these reviews, all these downloads. And once it went paid, it was right there. Number three, if you just type sleep into Amazon, my book was there. And it's been number one if you just, and we're talking about from sleep supplements to um, eye mask, but my book is the number one thing there. And so right there is a huge leverage point is giving your book away free when you first launch it and then sell to your email list, market on Facebook, all that good stuff, do Facebook ads, the stuff you guys learn about here on Entrepreneur on Fire. But from there, one last little tip I want to give everybody is make sure if you're, if you're interested in selling a lot of books, make sure that it's tied in with your autoresponder. Okay, so when people are signing up for your email list, give value first. Give them some cool stuff, cool information, but have that lead into like a soap opera series where, you know, you start a conversation that leads to maybe in the third email an offer to get your book. And that should be on automatic so that you're making sales every single day, even when you're not out doing something, quote, proactively. And so that's kind of the foundational thing and how we made um, Sleep Smarter successful through uh, self-published and if I could just say one more quick thing is that really you have to lead with giving first. You know, this wasn't an accident. I really cared about the message and I really cared about helping people, you know, and I promise you it might seem a little bleak in, at spots throughout the, the mission, but man, it paid off so big and especially what we're going to talk about next. Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Fire Nation, Albert Einstein he was a genius. Let's listen to him. And you type the word sleep into Amazon. Sean is right there at the top of that list. Think of the organic traffic that results every single day for him. You type the word podcast, just the word podcast into Amazon. I am one of the top results for my book podcast launch, which has been in the Kindle store since February of 2013. Think of the organic traffic that drives us for our keywords every single day. What are your keywords? You have a book in you, Fire Nation. Believe me, get it out there. I love that information you gave, Sean, about the autoresponder. Of course, we have our sponsor, 99designs.com slash fire. If you just want to go there, you're going to get a $99 upgrade for free Fire Nation for that book cover. You're on the road to success. Huge on so many different levels. You just shared tons of value bombs. And again, I just want to make sure that you realize, Fire Nation, that your call to action for all of this is sleepsmarterbook.com because like Sean said, what unlocks the floodgates? Well, sleep. So if you want to have the energy, just the desire, just the mental capacity to do all of this, let's start with sleep. And if we get around to it at the end, Sean, maybe remind me if I forget, I have actually a pretty recent story about sleep that's pretty spot on here. Sean, I'm going to talk about a lot of awesomeness when it comes specifically to sleep. I mean, the first half of the show was awesome. It was about why everybody has a book in them, how to bring that book to reality, some incredible tips, tools, and tactics to make it a top-ranked book in your keyword category. All these things, so key. Fire Nation, that's a re-listenable section for sure. Now we're going to talk about where Sean is really a value adder, and that's in sleep. And Sean, there's been some new research on sleep deprivation and work performance. So break that down for us. Well, as you mentioned, you know, this is really the hallmark. It's like the foundation of a lot of things in our life. 
And oftentimes we know it experientially, how it feels when we're not well rested, but we don't truly understand the negative impact it's having in our lives. So one of the things that just really shocked me, there was some research done at the University of California, Berkeley, and they took 26 healthy volunteers and they had them to either get normal sleep or they had them to get sleep deprived, which basically kept them awake for over 24 hours. And then they put them in an fMRI, which is a functional magnetic resonance imaging system, which a lot of people might have had an MRI before, but they're specifically looking at what's going on in their brain. And what happened was shocking. They showed the volunteers different images. And what they found was that the people who were sleep deprived, and so the images, by the way, they started off being neutral. Like they show them a picture of like a spoon, you know, or like a, a basket or something. And then it started to get more and more progressively, we'll say emotionally negative. So like um, seeing pictures of people who are hurt badly or mm. uh, an attacking viper, you know, right in your face. So, ha. and so <laughs> please understand they're sitting in this contain, t- containment center, center and it, it's not real, but just because it's presented to their mind. And what they found was that the people who were sleep deprived were actually 60% more reactive to the negative stimuli. Wow. Right. And it was harder for them to turn it off mentally. Right. So already you're more reactive in your day-to-day life for negative things. And it's harder to get back onto the quote positive side of things. And you know, being an entrepreneur, you've got to keep shifting over and looking at the optimism, you know, and being able to see the solution rather than the problem. You know, and it's not about ignoring the fact that there's a problem. It's about being able to find your way out. And it's very difficult when you're sleep deprived. And so that's just one of the things. There was another study done uh, and this was a physician study. So this was actually done on physicians and they had them to complete a task. Then they sleep deprived them for just 24 hours and had them to do the same exact job. And they ended up making 20% more mistakes. Okay. 20% more mistakes and 14, and it took them 14 times longer to do the same exact job. So when you're sleep deprived, you're actually, you think you're just getting work done, but it's actually taking you longer to do the same thing. And your work is more messy. You got to spend more time trying to fix the problem. So these are just a couple of the things in reference to what's going on with our work-related tasks, our performance. If you really want to make sure that you're optimizing your time and energy, make sure that you're sleeping smarter first so that you really show up to that task that you're doing and execute like you never have before. 60% more reactive to negative stimuli. Fire Nation, you hear me end every episode with you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, if just one of those five people is kind of negative and you're going to be 60% more reactive to that, I mean, just think of that. Think of that Mm -hmm. spiral that can start. Now, let's talk about the juicy stuff, Sean, because, you know, I'm not afraid of talking about the juicy stuff. You're not afraid (laughs) about the juicy stuff, which I love in your book. And there's a whole, uh, not even paragraph, there's a whole chapter on that, which is incredible. So talk about the impact of sleep on our relationships. All right. Time to get juicy, John. All right. (laughs) So I always mention this whenever I have the opportunity that I truly feel, and I've seen this firsthand, that the number one most influential factor on our success in our life and on our health is our relationships, right? So in one study that I recently cited, I actually did a whole show on this that will be available by the time this comes out. People who were more sleep deprived did not report, um, no, first, well, let me, let me st- take a step back. This is really important. It's not just about the negative things that, that can happen. What really fuels us and keeps us going is when we get positive results, So what they found is that sleep deprived people were actually less positive after having an achievement. It just didn't matter to to them as much versus them being able to celebrate. 
and and put compare that with people who were well rested when they had their particular achievement they actually enjoyed it more mm. on the negative side of things just being sleep deprived what they found was that people in uh, intimate relationships and anybody you know of course you can go and check the research out and of course come on over to the model health show.com and you can find out more information but they found that the worse people slept the night before the more they reported fighting with their significant other the next day all right and this was just consistently seen across the board. And I know that we all know this. When you're tired, your best friend can look like your worst enemy. <laughs> you know, you're more reactive. Stuff is just a problem. You're irritated more. And then you carry that over to your business relationships, you know, and you're nitpicking your business partner or the person you're trying to work with. And you get an email back that might be very neutral in how it's saying, you know, no, I don't think this is the way to go. And you're just like, what do you mean? You know, and you kind of want to start up a big problem and it wasn't even meant to be that way. So I want people to understand that, you know, going into this, that if you're not well rested, you're going to have a tendency to damage your relationships. And sometimes they could be damaged beyond fixing. So it's really important, again, to take really good care of your health. And if you're in an intimate relationship, this is kind of where the juicy stuff really starts. (laughs) What they found also is that it doesn't matter if you slept good. If your partner got poor sleep quality, you're more likely to experience fewer positive emotions the next day, more negative emotions, and be less able to take the other person's perspective. And so, John, just to kind of summarize why all this is happening, when you're sleep deprived, and UC Berkeley, again, did brain imaging scans, your amygdala, which is basically the reptilian part of your brain that's only concerned about survival, is lit up like the 4th of July, all right? And the more evolved parts of your brain, your prefrontal cortex is like ice cold, all right? So that primitive part of your brain is only concerned about you. It's very difficult to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. And so there's going to be less happiness, less communication, and obviously there's going to be less sex. And that's one of the things I actually talk about in Sleep Smarter is how there's this huge connection. And one of the kind of beneficial things with improving your sleep quality is sex. And we in, in our like uh, modern lexicon and, and culture, we know this already, especially for the guys, like the guy's going to get sleepy and go to sleep. But the same thing happens with women, too, because we release a chemical cocktail of hormones when we have an orgasm. So both men and women. And this includes things like oxytocin, which is known as, quote, the love hormone or the cuddle hormone. And it's been clinically proven to improve your sleep quality. Uh, prolactin uh, for they injected laboratory animals, which I'm not saying that's okay for them to do, but with prolactin and they become sleepy immediately. We all release prolactin. We have orgasm. Uh, Norepinephrine is another thing. And that helps to regulate your sleep cycles. So you're going from REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep where you're dreaming to deep sleep in a normal, natural fashion, which for a lot of us, we're waking up tired, even if we get eight hours of sleep, because we're not going through our whole sleep cycle normally. All right. So, and on and on, John, when you're not sleeping well, a good remedy could be hooking up, you know, but at the same time, what's found is that good sleep also leads to better sex. And there was a study done uh, with women. And what they found was that when they got a great night of sleep, they were 14% more likely to have sexual interaction the following day. So just a word out there for everybody, especially the people who are with a woman um, in your life and you want to be closer to her, make sure that she is taking care of herself. Do things to help create the conditions where she gets good sleep, where she feels good, and I promise it's going to pay off for you in the long run. 
And to flip that script a little bit, is it safe to say that if you want to have less sex, sleep less? Absolutely. <laughs> Perfectly said. Absolutely. Sean, I love everything that we've been talking about today, and I truly want to end with a bang. So, well, bow. Talk to us about three tips so we can begin sleeping smarter tonight so that I can wake up tomorrow and crush my day. Yes, yes. All right, man. Well, I like to go with the low-hanging fruit first, and everybody knows the importance of exercise, but how about we give it even more leverage, and you understand that exercise actually helps you to sleep better, if timed properly, all right? So there was a study done at Appalachian State University, and I've shared this before. I think we talked about this last time I was on. Um, So they broke exercise up into three groups. Exercisers in group A worked out at 7 a.m., group B, 1 p.m., so right there in the afternoon, And group C worked out at 7 p.m. in the evening. Group A spent up to 75% more time in the deepest, most anabolic, rejuvenative stages of sleep. All right, so right there in black and white, if you work out in the morning, you're going to have a tendency to sleep better at night. And I like to always tell people that a good night's sleep starts the the moment you wake up in the morning. All right, so make sure you're getting some activity in the first part of the day. And why it works is that it, it spikes your cortisol. Right, which might sound bad, but cortisol is not a bad guy. It's just if it's coming at the wrong time. So your cortisol should naturally be high in the morning. For a lot of people, they're waking up tired because their cortisol is low. So getting some exercise in will start to reset your cortisol rhythm so it drops at night and you can sleep better. All right. The other part of that that I didn't mention uh, to you before, John, was that working out in the evening can actually be detrimental. And I just at Rodale at my publisher, um, the team there, and it was about, I think it was maybe 14 of the women there, and the, Rodale is run by some powerhouse, amazing women. Um, she was sharing in our kind of group powwow that she was having trouble sleeping. And somehow or another, I figured out that she was working out at eight o'clock at night mm. and wondering why she's tossing and turning in bed for hours. And this is because when you work out, you're spiking your cortisol, like we talked about earlier, which is a stress hormone. And if cortisol is up, your melatonin is in the basement because they have an inverse relationship. So make sure that you're done working out. If you're working out in the evening, that's cool. But just make sure you've given your body about four hours for your hormones to get back in, in, normal, in normal rhythm, normal sync. And also your core body temperature comes down. So that's tip number one is to make sure that you get some high quality exercise in the morning. And this could be just four minutes of Tabata. John, do you, do you guys know what Tabata is? You want me to tell them really quickly? Expound, yeah. Okay, so Tabata, super simple form of exercise. It's 20 minutes of exercise and 20 minutes of rest. And you do that for four minutes straight. So set the timer on your, on your iPhone or your Android for four minutes and you hit it 20, every 20 seconds. You're doing, we'll just say, uh, we'll just use squats. So you're doing as many squats as you can with good form, of course, in 20 seconds. Then you rest for 20 seconds. Then boom, you're back on again. And you just do that for four minutes. It's going to be a great workout to start your day. And then even if your major time to get to the gym or whatever it is you're doing, it's not going to interrupt that. You can still do that, still do that in the afternoon. So that's tip number one. I know, Sean, that when I first was exposed to you and to what you had going on, I was able to look into my bedroom and see a number of things that were going wrong <laughs> within there as far as why I was probably not getting a great night's sleep. So I'm not going to step on your tip number two and three, but I am excited to kind of expound upon them when they come. So take it away. Awesome. Okay. So here's another big deal again with the performance aspect. And so 
athletes across the board, you know, like some of the top athletes in the world say that sleep is a part of their training from Usain Bolt to LeBron James. Actually, let me see if I can find that quote. Okay, here's what Usain Bolt had to say about sleep. He said, sleep is extremely important to me. I need to rest and recover in order for the training I do to be absorbed by my body. Okay, so your body actually changes while you're asleep, guys. When you go into the gym and you work out, you're actually in worse shape than when you walked in the gym. All right, your body changes while you're asleep. And with that said, I just want to reiterate again how important getting that exercise in, not just for your sleep, but also for, for your body and also making sure that on the other side, that good sleep is going to help you to get the benefits from the exercise. So tip number two, and this is, this is a little bit higher hanging fruit, John. This one's a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. And this one is taking a screen break. Okay. So giving yourself a screen curfew. And why am I saying that? Well, there was a study done at Rensselaer Polytechnic and they found that two hours of iPad use before bed was enough to suppress melatonin. All right. So being on your device right before you go to sleep, which I know <laughs> almost all of us listening are guilty of this at one point or another, and many of us consistently. Guilty. Yeah. And so a lot of us like, mm, we kiss our phone goodnight and then we get to bed, <laughs> right? It's the last thing we do. And we're, un- we're not understanding that we haven't been around this technology, John, except for maybe the last hundred-ish years as far as just even having electricity, right? Let alone just the last two decades of being able to have constant access to the internet and, and specifically to our phones. A blink in history. Uh, exactly. I mean, it's an eyelash. It's not even, a, it's a half an eyelash. <laughs> so we've evolved having normal cycles of night and day. And effectively today, we can just manufacture a second daytime. You know, it's like, forget what the plan is doing. We're going to turn on all the lights in our house, get on a computer. And in particular, there's this blue spectrum of light that's beaming back at us that is especially troublesome to our sleep quality. And so the best form of action for this is to give yourself a screen curfew. Just get off the device an hour beforehand. And a lot of people are like, well, what do I do? You know, like you're going <laughs> to just try to sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Don't do that. You need to connect. Like we've got all these Facebook friends, but talk to your real friends. Talk to your partner, talk to your kids, you know, actually talk to a real person, you know, what a concept. And this is a good time to implement the kind of half tip that I gave earlier about maybe have sex. I bet you that'll be fun. That might be fun. And so you can do that. You can read a book, like actual, these relics, you know, called books and not be on our device. Um, Play a game, you know, play some games with your family, play some cards, like just do stuff that you would normally do if we weren't over obsessed with our devices. And but John, the big issue is that we're, we are in fact addicted and it's because, and I want everybody to be able to walk away with this today and just understand why I'm actually, because I'm telling you right now, you can try and not get on your phone tonight, but it's going to be a tremendous struggle. And it's because of the dopamine system. All right. This dopamine system. So the dopamine system is really about seeking, right? It's, it's about finding, looking for pleasure, And this is why, you know, illegal substances like cocaine, for example, are tapping on that system. And with that said, so it's going to make you keep seeking. And Instagram is perfect for that because you just keep looking. And I don't know about you, John, but have you ever gone online to like Google something and then an hour later you're looking at something totally different? I'm like, how did I get to like squirrels and trees? (laughs) Exactly. That's this is the Internet black hole that you stepped into. Right. And it's because of this seeking brain. And the trouble is that we get instant gratification with the internet too, which is an opioid hit. Okay, so we're getting the dopamine 
we'll get in the opioid and it becomes very addictive. We become like a, 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 a mouse in some cheese. Like we're just constantly going after it. All right. So to break that addiction, just you got to make sure that it's something that's equally as fun as being on Instagram. And I love Instagram, by the way. And yeah. John, you're crushing it on Instagram. Thank I remember you. we were sitting there having a conversation. You're like, Sean, I'm about to get serious about Instagram. And you, whenever you go for something, <laughs> man, you do. So, and I'm at Sean Model on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, follow this dude. Serious. And so, and I'm sharing some cool stuff there, but it's really important to understand that you've got to fulfill that void with something that's equal to or better than the thing you're trying to change. All right, so that's one. And a quick hack for you guys, if you're not doing this already, is just simply get some apps for your devices that pull out the most troublesome spectrum of light. All right, because Harvard University found that it wasn't just the fact that this light was beaming at you, it's the type of light, you know? So it's the, the color of the light that's beaming at you. So you can get apps like Flux, so F.LUX, that will nor- naturally, when it gets dark outside in your area, pull the most troublesome spectrum of light out of your screen, all right? And so it does that automatically. You don't got to think about it and you can still do your work. And you, and if need be, if you're looking at a design or something, you can just uh, pause it for a second. Super simple. And there's apps for this for, you know, PC, Mac, all that good stuff as well. Or if you want to take it to another level, there are orange tinted glasses you can get. I don't know if John, if you remember the blue blocker infomercials. Yes, I do. (laughs) The guy was like, rap, you know, but (laughs) so the blue blockers, they were blocking blue light. All right. So you can get yourself some fancy version of uh, basically orange tinted glasses or you can get some super inexpensive ones for five bucks. Yeah. Right on Amazon, you can save in Gamma. Those are good ones. Exactly. Like there's so many now, you know, different companies are coming out with some fashionable ones as well. But that's another little hack that you guys can use. So those are two tips. Number one, get some exercise in in the first part of the day for so many parts of being an effective entrepreneur. And the second thing is make sure that we're giving ourselves a screen curfew and or, and I recommend a solid 60 minutes. You know, again, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but it's going to help a lot. And or using some devices to eliminate that blue spectrum of light. And a quick side note on that, like when I use Flux and I wake up in the morning and it's Flux is on my computer, like every now and then it'll just pop off for a second because like it's like doing a reboot or something. And like, oh my God, I'm like... Right this is what I used to look at. Like, it's yes. just like this super bright and like your eyes just like, you're like, Oh my God, like this is intense. Like t- to me, like flux is just such this nice, calming, relaxing thing too. So I, I love it. Um, and Sean, let's end with a bang. Absolutely, man. Well, this one can't be stressed enough and it's important for many aspects of being an entrepreneur. And a lot of people struggle with turning their mind off. Right. When they're going to bed at night and just all these thoughts are running around in their mind, ideas. And a lot of times it's stressors, things we're worried about, problems we need to fix, all this stuff that we're thinking about that we need to do that we can't do any of it because we're you're effectively in your pajamas and or you're naked. You know, so <laughs> you can't go and handle this stuff right now. So this is a good time to just shut your mind down and get recovered. The, the problem is that a lot of people, they don't know how to do that. So there's a section in Sleep Smarter called Calm Your Inner Chatter, all right? And so what that is and what we kind of refer to that in my profession is you have a lot of inner chatter going on. And that's actually a good thing. There's nothing, quote, wrong with you. Your mind is expansive. You know, it's awesome. You can think of a lot of things, like especially in today's environment, but you want to be able to close those windows, you know, when you want to, rather than just having them all stay open all the time. And so how do we do this? How do we calm our inner chatter? And matter of fact, why is it important? 
Well, there's a study done and it was published in the journal Medical Science Monitor and found that advanced meditators have higher baseline melatonin levels than people who don't meditate. Okay, right off the bat. And an American Academy of Sleep Medicine published a study showing that meditation is an effective treatment for insomnia. And over a two-month period, improved sleep latency, total sleep time, total um, time they spent awake was lessened. Uh, sleep efficiency, which means they're cycling through those sleep cycles normally, like we talked about. Improved sleep quality and lowered depression, symptoms of depression, without medication, guys. All right? All this from employing some meditation practice. And I like to take even the sit cross-legged in the cave thing out of it, you know, even though that would be cool. And I've got, you know, um, Dr. Pedram Shojai is a good friend of mine, AKA the urban monk. Mm. And he's spent time in the Himalayas and all that good stuff and bringing that, that brilliance back. But you don't have to do that today. And I like to call it brain training rather than just meditation. So what you're effectively doing is changing your brain waves instantly by employing some simple strategies. So, John, have you guys talked about meditation on your show before? Not enough. Not enough. Exactly. Yes, I would I would say the same thing. Even on my show, you know, we talk about it pretty fre- frequently, but definitely not enough. So, what we want to do is employ something very simple. And this is going to be something everybody can take away for their lifetime. And, and you're going to want to do this now. Why does this work? Well, when you're stressed, which right now... Trust me, you are stressed, unless I'm soothing you with my, with my voice right now. <laughs> but outside of that, we're in this constant like beta state with our mental, with our waves, with our brain waves, and our sympathetic nervous system is active, all right? We don't have any real threats around us. We don't have to worry about a bear chasing us or, you know, saber-toothed tiger is an example a lot of people like to use, or trying to find your food. The hardest thing we have to do is like go to the grocery store. You know, and most of the time, we, we don't, matter of fact, we don't have to get off our couch. You can just call Domino's <laughs> or whatever, you know, and like, come in, you know, leave the door open. Like, you, we literally don't even have to get up to get our food anymore. So we don't have those problems. The problem that we do have is because our minds are so expansive and beautiful and there's so much potential there, we can manufacture problems and think about all these negative outcomes, negative things that could happen. And it stresses us out. And uh, Dr. Pedram Shojai, like I mentioned earlier, he calls it death by a thousand cuts. You know, it's not this big hunking thing that drops down on you. It's these small things that are causing this, your overall stress load to go crazy, right? So to change this, meditation is really the key because you can instantly shift out of your sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight system, into your parasympathetic nervous system simply by changing your breathing, right? And so here's how we do it. Your breath is tied to something called your auto, your autonomic nervous system. Okay, your autonomic nervous system. It sounds kind of like automatic, and that's what it is. It's controlling your heart beating, which is cool. It's controlling the dilation of your pupils. It's controlling your digestion. These are all jobs that you don't want to have, right? You don't want the responsibility of trying to focus when you look at something or beating your heart or digesting your food. I promise you it would suck all the time if you had to do that. <laughs> but what's so interesting is your breathing is part of the autonomic nervous system and you don't, you don't got to think about it. But I promise you right now you're thinking about it, aren't you? You know, your attention is gone there because the, this part of the autonomic nervous system, the breathing, you can be like, it's on autopilot, but you can jump in and take the wheel. You can jump in and take, um, take hold of the, of the ship, right? It's so interesting that you can do that. And why is that possible? It's because, again, it's tied to our evolutionary biology where we're not 
exposed to all these stressors anymore. And so your, your body, you can actually mistake something as a stressor and you can calm yourself down. So many of us have had the experience where we're walking and then we see like a stick and we think it's a snake and we freak out, you know, but for a lot of us, we'll just continue to carry that around where if you just simply change your breathing, you're going to be able to calm down, slip into parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest system. So simple breathing exercise for everybody. And it works like a charm. All you have to do is sit, sit up nice and straight. It could be in your chair. It could be if you do want to sit on the floor. It's not a problem. Just make sure you sit up nice and straight. And first thing we have to do is learn how to breathe, which sounds totally crazy. A lot of us, as soon as you breathe, your shoulders and your chest are going to poke up and stick up. All right. That's your, you're a chest breather. All right. It sounds like, uh, it just sounds like a bad word. You chest breather, right? <laughs> You don't want to be a chest breather. You want to breathe from your lower abdomen. You want to breathe from your belly. So when you take that deep breath in, you want to have your, your belly kind of stick out a little bit, okay? And in our society, we're taught to like, you're trying to be sexy all the time and suck your gut in, right? And you're trying to make sure that, you know, your, your abs are constantly on. When in actuality, you're creating this hypertonic situation where even your diaphragm isn't fully getting to extend itself and you're half breathing, so you, when you take that deep breath in, you fill up your belly. You kind of want to think about you're pouring in a vase of water into your, into your chest or <laughs> into your lungs, all right, which doesn't sound right. But you're like filling up with water, okay, but you're filling up with air instead. So you're pouring in from, from the bottom up. So we're going to do this exercise together. So sit up nice and straight, head back, nice and tall. And you're going to take, close your eyes. You're going to take a deep breath. And if you're driving, don't close your eyes, all right? <laughs> but... If, if you're just able to sit and do this, so sit nice and tall, take a deep breath in, fill the bottom of your belly with air, and I want you to breathe in for two seconds, hold it for five seconds, one, two, three, four, five, now breathe all that air out, hold it out for five, four, three, two, one, let's do one more time, breathe in for five seconds, going to hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five, and breathe out and hold it out for five, four, three, two, one. Now, if you followed along, you're likely going to feel like a sense of calm, a little bit more of a sense of peace and presence just from two long breaths. Now, what we would recommend as a practice is doing just about three to five minutes of that a day, and you're going to be golden. And when you're building this neural association to whenever I'm stressed, I'm instantly going to be able to calm my nervous system down and get back to that place of peace. And you can build it up so that, and this is what my life experience is today, no matter what chaos is going on around me, I still have this sense of peace and presence that I didn't have. You know, I didn't have when I first started off in business. I didn't have definitely when I was a teenager. Um, and I, it's because I built that circuitry. It's just from doing three to five minutes a day. If you're a superstar, 10 minutes. There's a bunch of guided meditations out there you could do as well. Uh, Apps like Headspace and things like that. They're great apps. But this is something you could do for free anytime. It's just building that circuit. Make a commitment starting tomorrow or today if you're, again, if you're a power player, three minutes a day, minimum. Five minutes, you're a rock star. There you go. Wow. So Fire Nation, I mean, there's so many things that are easy to implement 
into your lives that can make massive differences. You know, a couple of things that Sean came in and immediately just rocked my world with was putting blackout curtains in my room because, you know, I had the bay moonlight just streaming onto me all night long and I wasn't thinking about it. But, you know, like our skin is sensors, like I senses that. You know, I would always overheat at night and I'd wake up sweating and I'd throw the covers off and like that's a huge disruptor of sleep. So I got the chili pad and that made all the exercise in the world, uh, all the difference in the world. And then there's exercise. I mean, I do my now famous bay walk every single day and I'm okay with that thanks to Sean because Sean is somebody who I know like and trust in the fitness world and if he said, hey, it's okay and good to do an actual walk, to actually exercise and to do a walk, that is a good exercise and so now I can do that and feel good about doing that nice power walk every day in the sun, doing my breathing exercises even while I'm walking sometimes. So Fire Nation, you have just been taken through an entire episode a masterclass, so to speak, on sleep here on EO Fire. And you can only imagine what you have waiting for you over at Sean's podcast, The Model Hell Show. Again, the book that will be so worth your investment, both time and money, sleepsmarterbook.com. Head over to that website, check it out. You want to make sure that you just understands what it would look like to open up the floodgates. I love you use that word, uh, Sean. Just open up that floodgates and just see what good sleep can start as far as the snowball effect for you. And Fire Nation, I've said this before, I'll say it again. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Sean and JLD today, so make sure you're keeping up that positive heat. And Sean, end today with a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. John, I can't say anything else without thanking you again, because uh, the the people who don't get an opportunity to know you personally, I'm telling you, John is the real deal. This is the person who he is. He cares about people. He cares about delivering amazing content to people every single day, and he's dedicated to that. And he's just a great person. So I just want to thank you again, John, Thanks, for John. that. And- my parting piece of guidance, you know, I want to circle this back around to I, you, if you have a book in you, if you feel like you have a message that you want to share through that written medium and eventually, you know, you want to see your your book in the bookstores, like, again, it's a dream come true to say, you know, I'm going to be able to walk into Barnes and Noble and my book is going to be there in the center console. That's like a dream come come true for a kid like me coming from the situations that I've come from. And it's entirely possible, but it's creating a great product. The best form of marketing is creating a great product. And then from there, doing the small things to make sure that it's all done excellent, professionally well. And, and then from there, busting your behind to market it um, with making sure that you are able to bust your behind effectively by getting great sleep. And once you do that and you build your platform, I'm telling you right now, here's another little insider secret is that publishers because the game has changed now, anybody, you can go and compete with them right yes. now, you know? And so the only leverage point that they have right off the bat is deep pockets and the ability to get your book into different locations a little bit easier than you can. So why would you want to work with them? Well, and, and how do you even work with them? What they want today is they want people who've built their own platform. That's like gold to them. Not somebody who has a great idea or even a great product. You got to build your platform. You know, so do the work, put in the work, put in those hours and growing yourself and making yourself capable and ready. And then, you know, shop around, find yourself a good literary agent 
to connect with the different publishers for you. And the process will kind of take it from there. So I just want to circle back around from to that of just giving some real hardcore value of you can take that idea that you have and turn it into a real book and make sure that along the way you're enjoying the process and you feel good because that's going to give you a leverage point and advantage over everybody else. Because you know this experientially, when you don't feel good, everything else in life is a struggle. Like it's not easy to get up and get going. It's not easy to motivate yourself. But those days that you feel great, you feel unstoppable. And you can have that more consistently by making sure that you're optimizing your sleep. You can connect with me at themodelhealthshow.com. And of course, pick up your copy of Sleep Smarter at sleepsmarterbook.com. And I'd love to connect with you. Uh, Thank you again, John, so much for having me on. You're the man and I appreciate you beyond words. Sleepsmarterbook.com, Fire Nation. Get your little behind over there. Check it out because this is the opening of the floodgates. And Sean, thank you for sharing your journey again with Fire Nation. And for that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're ready to share your voice and message with the world, freepodcastcourse.com is for you. Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast for free and ignite.